talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome. Marsha is off today. She is in Texas, I think Austin, Texas, for a conference. So I think she's having a good time. I think this is more of a play conference, frankly, than it is any kind of other. So Wade's here to me. And Wade, you're kind of co-hosting with me today. All right. Uh, Glad to be here. uh, And we're delighted to have you. If you want to contact me, you can get us at 866-WS-RADIO. Hit the number one when you call in, although as you know, Wade, nobody ever calls anymore. It's getting, I feel like the Maytag repairman. You know, they just don't call. Uh, but that, you can get us on Twitter. They, and as you can say, but they do tweet sometimes. They do tweet, yes. We do tweet, and we invite you to tweet me at Real Mark Cohen on Twitter. Uh, Marsha's not here, but you can get her certainly at uh, Marsha Collier on Twitter. And then you can get us on Gmail at Mark and Marsha. Uh, dot com. So lots of stuff to do. We, we have an interesting guest a little bit later. And um, his name is Ernest von Simpson. He is the author of a book called The Limits of Strategy, Lessons in Leadership from the Computer Industry. He's a guy that's uh, been an IT guy for about 30 years, worked with Michael Dell and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. And he's going to talk to us about the evolution of the computer industry, where we're going. You know, what about Apple? You know, there's, there's a lot of nonsense going on about Al- Apple right now. Are they going to survive? You know, are they going to make as much money? So he has kind of all the answers to where this is heading and where our strategy is heading in the community. Um, and it's been now four years that we've been doing the show on WS Radio. Uh, Marsha and I came over. Marsha, as many of you know, if you listen to me, and I, we have a large audience from California. So if you were listening to us on my KBC show, I did that for 10 years on here in Los Angeles. And then we took the show to the net. And I have to say, when we did that, I was, you know, a little bit apprehensive because at that point, internet radio was kind of a new thing. It had been around for a while. Wade, WS Radio started when? How many years ago? Uh, we've been around over 10 years. So interestingly enough, internet radio was around 10 years ago, but a lot of people just didn't get it. And when I transitioned from what we call terrestrial radio uh, to internet radio, it was like, well, you know, how do we listen to you? And do I have to sit in front of my computer? And, you know, in those days early on, you kind of did have to do that. Now, since then, we've developed these apps. WS Radio has an app. There's Pandora. There's iTunes downloads. There are you know, tune-in radio. A million ways that you can listen to us wherever you are or listen for that matter to any internet show and there are uh, i don't even know there's probably a hundred thousand internet radio shows do you, do you have any stats as to how many shows oh, there actually exist I, I have no idea but yeah it's in the hundred you know it depends on what you throw in the mix um throw in individual podcasts mm-hmm. and it goes through the roof so yeah there's hundreds of thousands of different bits of audio data floating around the internet all kinds of stuff there and uh, by the way welcome marvin and uncle bill thanks for tweeting and joining us uh and you know so i i sat back and said well you know how is this going to work i mean even my family was going i you know i don't get it you know how do i listen to you well one of our new cars has internet built into it more cars are getting internet features you know, uh, in the car itself. So there are many ways that you can listen to internet radio. And mostly because, and one of the reasons we don't get the phone calls, my KBC show was a nonstop phone call from the three hours that we did the show from beginning to end. It was nonstop phone calls, most of which were, how do I fix my computer and how do I make my internet work and so on and so forth. Today, I think because computers are such a, more of a reliable animal, you know, the Macs always have been pretty trouble-free. PCs were an issue going, 
you know, years back since the creation back in the 80s, there were always issues. But PCs are reliable. I mean, I rarely have a PC issue anymore. So, you know, we just don't get that kind of call anymore. But now people listen, I would say, predominantly from iTunes and our WS Radio website. Is that a safe thing to say? Oh, most definitely. iTunes is a great platform for us. And so those those downloads come to us, and you listen to us on demand, which is where the term came from, on demand. Listen to us anytime you want, just the same as you would do on Dish Network or on anything that you do at your home that you listen to later or watch later. So those things happen. So I thought it might be interesting just for a second to have Wade, who is a general manager of the station and all-around does-everything kind of guy. Tell us a little bit about WS Radio. How many shows are on the network? Uh, well, we bounce around between typically 30 and 50. We do very targeted shows. And, you know, if I can mention um, kind of to brag, WS Radio invested in industry standard equipment. If you walked in our studios, it would be like walking in any modern state-of-the-art radio station, terrestrial radio station you'll find, which allows us to produce at a higher quality of audio production here, Mark is in L.A., I'm in San Diego, but because of the technology that we're using, it doesn't sound like he's on a cell phone on the 405. Right, right. And so we tend to be kind of the Mercedes in the marketplace, and you know those that are very interested in quality of production and the high level of branding come to us, and that's also why a lot of our shows are business-focused, you know, business advice, right. because the businesses want to make that investment. And, you know, it's interesting because our audience, uh, our computer technology radio audience is somewhere around three times of what I used to have in the Los Angeles market. Because even though when we were in KBC in Los Angeles, and we did have an Internet feed to that, again, same kind of thing. Nobody really listened to the Internet feed. There were a few people that, you know, understood it and and knew how to do it. But now that we have a worldwide international audience, we tend to get listeners from all over the place. Marsha and I have gotten emails from the Netherlands and from Germany and from England. And so we have that kind of worldwide audience. Well, I tend to host shows for Business Leader Media. They're one of our clients that publish a magazine uh, targeted towards small business, entrepreneurs, and mid-level corporate types. Yeah, And so I'll often be interviewing um, people that have business success stories to tell. So I start out finding out what is it that they're doing, you know, kind of uh, what's the demand they're fulfilling. And then we get into how are you doing it? You know, what Mm -hmm. lessons have you learned from running your business? What mistakes have you made that you learned from to allow our audience of business people to learn from those experiences? And then another thing that I'm excited about is I'm doing several hours with many professional organizations. The American Marketing Association has a chapter here in San Diego, um, working on a couple of other professional organizations that should be launching in the next week or two that I can't really mention. But the whole idea is bring you lessons from within the industry, mm-hmm. you know, what is going on. So just like on this show, it's about meaty content. We want to make sure that you get value for the time that you spend listening. Well, and we appreciate that, and, and I suggest you look at the WS Radio site to find out what other shows are on there when you're not listening to us. The other thing that you may not know is our show, while we live, we're, we air live on Saturdays, uh, the show runs, is it seven days a week at well, different times? Yeah, yeah, typically what I try to do is run replays through the week at different times of day and night. You know, we do run programming in the middle of the night because we've got an audience in Singapore. We've got an audience in Hong Kong. 
We've got an audience in Tokyo. And so we try to make the shows available on the live stream. But um, let me know. There's about four points I'd like to make if uh, we've got the time for it. Sure. Let me know. Go ahead with it. Absolutely. Well, a couple of the things. It's all about the distinction of the new reality we're dealing with. And WS Radio being Internet radio is different than terrestrial radio. Mm -hmm. And that's a perfect example. We run the live stream, but the bulk of the people are listening on demand. You give them that option, they will. Our typical listener is in their bathrobe, you know, 11 o'clock at night, but making sure to tune into a show that's got proven value for them, that's relevant to their life. And that's why we focus more on things like email contact with Mm -hmm. our listening audience because they can do that at their convenience rather than the phone calls. But if we do need to do phone calls, there are ways to kind of work the game to permit that. But the focus is more on creating evergreen good content. And about the content, just like you mentioned, back in the day, the show was Break Fix because back in the day, just having the tools was amazing. Right, sure. Yeah, now all the components are on the motherboard. We don't have the IRQ conflicts we used to have. Like you said, the PCs presume that it is going to work. And so we're moving into an era that I call an era of context. I know this is going to work. What do I do with it? Right. How do I get good value out of it? Hence the way that you've changed your content to be more, okay, here's cool games to play. Here's cool social media tools to use. Um, And so that being... That's more timeless. That allows for that on-demand concept to fold into things a little bit better. Another another quick concept I wanted to mention is the smartphone in many ways is the transistor radio of the Mm -hmm. future. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, like you said, back in the day, we would get that confused dog head tilt from people when we mentioned Internet radio. Now they get it. Now they're listening to it. Now they can get it in their car on their phone. So that's opening up the market and the final thing I want to mention is it's because we're in a new paradigm. It, you know, you hear the phrase paradigm shift, this is it. It's pull rather than push. We get to listen to what we want to listen to, when we want to listen to it, where we want to listen to it, not being dictated by, say, a network saying this is the time the show's on, you know, tune in now or miss it, which is giving control to more people, opening up the opportunities for shows like this to put out targeted content for targeted audiences at their convenience. So yeah. I'll leave it there. Well, no, thank you, Wade. I appreciate it. And uh, what many of you listeners probably don't know is that Marsh and I, because we're heard worldwide, speak Mandarin Chinese. You know, after the year, we go off and we record the show in Chinese, and yeah. we record it in multiple languages. Uh, I, they can't they can't find that, can they, here well, in the Well, you know, it, it is subscription by destination, and I've got to say the Klingon version is the most it's popular. It's perfect, is it not? Now, if you guys want to listen to that, we charge, what, $10,000 a month to listen to our... (laughs) Well, you can only hear it from outside the Earth. Ah, exactly. Hence, not terrestrial radio anymore. So, uh, when we come back, I'm going to give you some stats, new stats about what's going on with Twitter and Facebook. Uh, We've got the buy of the week coming up in a little bit. Hello, Tom Rubin. Thanks for joining us. So, we got good stuff ahead. Do not leave us for a minute. You're listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Love to read but just don't have the time. With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. 
Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com/wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com/wsradio. Thank you for listening to WS Radio. If you are not listening on your smartphone, we have just made it a lot easier with our new WS Radio 2.0 iPhone, BlackBerry and Android apps. Just search for WS Radio in the iPhone Store, BlackBerry and Android Market. They are all free downloads, so you can listen live or on demand to your favorite show. For more information, log on to wsradio.com/mobile. That is wsradio.com/mobile. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid. Let you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com/slash/cool-ebay-tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading internet postage provider with over five billion dollars of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over a hundred third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. ShippingInternationally.com/slash/cool-ebay-tools. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need, and each year they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD Now V series solid state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced, and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30 gig Kingston V series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V series SSD at www.kingston.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back, eight six six WS Radio. So, some、uh, Wade and I here today. There's some interesting stats.、Uh, let's see, in 2012, Facebook passed one billion users in October. Uh, just an amazing statistic: a billion users. Twitter went to 200 million in December,、uh, so that's a whole lot of Twitter. And I have to say, and Marsha's not here, but I have to say, wasn't really sure about this Twitter thing whether it was going to work out or not. And I, that one, I may have missed a little bit.、Uh, so I don't. Know. Wait, are you on Twitter? Well, I should be for the business, but it's you know something I'm you know still looking into. But I, I definitely understand how it can be. Well, And I always look at things from the aspect of business. How it could be a useful business、right. tool. Well, we use. It's kind of funny, and, and I have to thank Marcia for this because we were.、Uh 
Oh, I would say probably four or five months ago, I decided that it was time to start paying attention to the Twitter account, to my Twitter account, which was then uh, Mark and Marsha. Now it's real Mark Cohen because uh, I thought it was great for the show and it's a, it's a fun way to interact and so on and so forth. And I had about, a, I want to say, 185 Twitter followers because I set the account up four or five years ago when Twitter first started. I think it was in 07. And I simply did nothing with it. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what to do about it. So I went and I started actively working and it's a lot of work, actually, to get Twitter followers and to to do it in the proper way and to make sure, and here's some tips, make sure that when you follow a Twitter follower, there's a million Twitter followers out there that are only trying to get you to buy something. For example, if you see a page that says, buy 10,000 Twitter followers for $25 or something like that, those are usually the kind of things you don't want to follow. Uh, and we've gotten the Twitter followers now that I have are about 4,500, and that was over in the last you know four or five, six months that we've been doing that. So we, I went from 186 to 4,500. But it does take a lot of paying attention, a lot of work, a lot of retweeting, a lot of tweeting. But again, me and... 200 million others as of December in Twitter. So uh, also 2.2 billion email users are in existence today. 2.2 billion. Yeah. And, you know, it makes you not wonder why the post ser- postal service is in financial trouble. Uh, that, have you seen, Wade, I, you know, they're, they're not talking about no Saturday delivery? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, although, it, you know, just to jump in, uh, actually their business isn't as bad as it seems because what they're losing in letters, they're gaining in delivering stuff from Amazon and eBay. True. And so, uh, you know, just so, you know, people are aware, the big problem the post office is having is they had to fund 75 years of retirement pay in yeah. like five. Well, welcome to the government. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> there's reasons, you know, that they got put in that position. So their books aren't as bad as they do seem, but. The broader point you're making is in terms of personal communication, email has taken away that letter that you used to get in the mail. And if I can just throw in quickly about Twitter and such as people are looking at all this, I've been watching technology change for decades, Mm -hmm. and I always just return to fundamentals. It's about communication. So for Twitter or anything, what's the purpose of the communication? Start at that point, and then things will be sensible from there. Yeah, no question. In fact... I know all, many of you who listen to us are on Twitter. So if you're not doing anything right now, tweet me out. I'd love to know if you are using Twitter as much as you were a year ago, two years ago, Marsha, and I still debate this. Uh, are you going to continue to use it? What, what do you know? What do you find your uses are? So just tweet me out at uh, Real Mark Cohen, and I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. So going back to statistically, so we said there were 200 million in December uh, Twitter users. Uh, we had 2.2 billion email users, of which 425 million are using Gmail. And I have wow. to say I use both. I use um, my accounts on Earthlink, which I've had forever, and Earthlink was one of the first DSL providers back in the day. Uh, but 425 million people are actually using Gmail, uh, which makes it the biggest email service around. There are, this is staggering, if you if you had to make a guess, Wade, how many websites do you think oh. are? Golly. There are, you know, I I can only imagine it has to be over a billion. Not quite, but no? interestingly enough, six hundred and thirty-four million websites. So we're getting close. Yep, fifty-one million are being added to the web every year, 
And in 2012, there were 246 million domain name registrations. Right. Although, uh, p- perhaps if you broke out all the individual Facebook pages? You know, I don't actually know how they do that, to tell you right, the truth. Right. But I just imagine that that could increase the numbers substantially. But yeah, it was amazing. I remember the first day, I, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure you were too. I was messing around with computers before, when it was um, all DOS-based uh, over the web rather than sure. having a worldwide web. And when I f- saw the first mosaic and all that, I just went, wow, everybody gets their own TV station. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, you can actually, these days, you actually can create your own TV station on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, there are many, you know, all you need is pretty much a camera and an Internet connection, and you can create your own, you know, YouTube videos or your own broadcast. You can create your own talk show on the Internet. Now, the secret is, once you do that, you got to get somebody to watch it. And, you know, <laughs> therein, as they say, is the rub, that you really don't have, you know, you might have three people, you know, two of them family members watching your show, so that's different. Uh, but... I mean, it's growing enormously. There are 100 million .com domain names. Uh, first one registered in 1985. So that was a long time ago when you think about where we are in yeah. the world. of uh, 2.4 billion Internet users worldwide. So there's your billion number. 2.4 billion in one put. This is, this is amazing. How many? I don't want to give you the number. So how many searches do you think were in Google in 2012? Oh, holy cow. I, I don't even have any idea because multiple searches by, uh, two billion internet users a day. Mm-hmm. It's whatever it's got to be out. 1.2 trillion Good searches on Google in 2012. And, and then if you look at this. made a penny off each one. Oh, of uh, yeah. Yeah, a penny. Uh, you know, any amount of money. <laughs> you know. Uh, so on the social, don't be greedy, Wade. Uh, on the social media side, there were 2.7 billion likes on Facebook every day. 2.7 billion every day. 175 million tweets were sent on Twitter every day. And Google Plus, who I still don't use, I know some of you out there are using it, uh, was you, the Google Plus One button was used 5 billion times per day. Uh, the numbers are getting staggering. And finally, in the area of smartphones, there were 1.3 billion, with a B, 1.3 billion smartphones in use worldwide at the end of 2012. So, uh, of which that included, by the way, 4 billion hours of video being watched on YouTube monthly. Uh, and, uh, boy, this is one, I, I have to say, this was a, uh, a word I don't use very often. 7 petabytes, which is <laughs> a lot of, of petabytes, I don't even like that name, of photos were added to Facebook every month. So that's pretty staggering stats, I have to say. Uh, and I am one of those that uses that frequently. Uh, Todd Rubin El Chorizo just said uh, he uses Twitter for both personal and business. His usage depends upon his free time. So, you know, I think that's the way we all are with the, with the way we use Internet and, tw- you know, and Twitter. You know, it's a, it's a time thing. But now that you can do it on your phone, I mean, I don't literally walk four, and this is terrible, I don't walk four feet away from my phone. My phone is with me nonstop. 
I'm either getting emails or answering emails or playing games or checking the internet or going on sports scores or any of the multitude of, you know, bazillion things you can do on your phone. Uh, are you tied to your cell phone? Uh, pretty much these days. I tried to avoid a smartphone for the longest time, but the GPS feature in Los Angeles is invaluable. Yes. And so, uh, and now that I've got the smartphone, well, part of what happens is you start shifting everything to it. And right. so once you've shifted everything to it, it does become the center of your universe. And if I can throw this out real quick, just for business people out there that are trying to understand social media, and let's use Twitter as the example, go to one of your younger employees and have them show you how they are interacting with it. Because we tend to think of Twitter from the viewpoint of the person sending the message, and you don't understand kind of where it's going. Go look at how people set up that page for receiving the messages from all the different people they're following, and you'll get a better understanding of the value and kind of the proper usage of it. And it might clarify a lot of confusion in a business person's mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just real quick, because we're going to break, and we're going to uh, have a, what I hope is a fascinating interview about, interview about where the computer industry is going. Uh, but you ever wonder what a DAT file is, D-A-T file? You know, lots of computer files still on PCs that we don't really quite understand what they are and what they mean, but you'll see what's called a dot dat file extension and you see that on your desktop and all it really means is that a file contains some type of computer data problem is often you don't know what that is and my wife was getting a recipe from some chef that she had met and he sent me the file and i tried to open it on my ipad and it was a dat file and it doesn't always identify exactly what that means so i tried to open it on my iphone now that didn't work and then i tried on my um uh, iPad, which is essentially the same thing, but I tried it anyway, couldn't get it to download. Then I went to my laptop computer, thought, okay, well, I can open it on this, certainly. Couldn't it open on my laptop computer? I finally emailed the um, the guy that had sent the file, and I said, by the way, what kind of file is this? Well, it turned out it was an Excel file, and I didn't have Excel on this computer at home, but I did have it at my office. So after three tries, I ended up going the next day to my office, opening my Excel files on that, and it opened perfectly and I and I was able to download it. So sometimes you can find what a file is by searching the internet and uh, if you have a dat file there are a number of file programs out there like free view uh, Free File Viewer, Media Player Classic, uh, AV's Media Player. There's a number of files that you can search the Internet for that will help you open a DAT file or actually tell you what that DAT file is. And uh, so hopefully that gives you a little tip on, on what those kinds of files are. Another week we'll talk about another DOT files or DOT other programs. Uh, again, when we come back, uh, we're going to hopefully have an inter- interesting interview with Ernest Von Simpson, uh, author of a book, and is going to tell us where the computer industry is headed going forward. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio. We are WS Radio. We are the worldwide leader in Internet talk. We'll be right back. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Are your salespeople running at the speed of the Internet? Are you providing the tools they need to compete? Bjorn Stansvik from MentorMate has a solution for increasing the effectiveness of your workforce. The most common problem we see our clients facing is that their salespeople don't have time for learning. IQPAC provides an adaptable mobile learning solution to help your sales force easily master the knowledge to compete effectively. Go to IQPAC.com. That's IQPAKK.com to learn more. 
Attention online sellers. Introducing a great source for high-quality, low-cost merchandise. Genco Marketplace is America's largest wholesale source of store returns and closeout inventory. Our huge volume and variety of products means online sellers can be insured of a steady source of supply. Find electronics, housewares, shoes, apparel, tools, and general merchandise all from one site. Discover the web's one-stop product source you can trust. Pallets for sale are posted to our easy-to-use e-commerce site, GencoMarketplace.com. There you'll find what you need fast and view a detailed list of items in the pallets. No surprises. Genco Marketplace has direct liquidation contracts with America's largest retailers and manufacturers, which means that buyers purchase direct from the source with no middleman markups. Huge variety, low risk, and fast, easy online purchasing. Register for free and begin bidding on loads the same day. Sign up today at GencoMarketplace.com. That's G-E-N-C-O Marketplace.com. Muffin tops, love handles, spare tires, these lumps and bumps cause your belt to slide in the wrong direction and your little black dress to be too little. No matter how hard you work at losing them, they're immune to diet and exercise. Something other than your belt has got to give. Cool sculpting at Hillcrest Dermatology is more than a ray of hope. It's a loophole in the laws of gravity. Dr. William Hymer of Hillcrest Dermatology uses this revolutionary new technology to target and freeze stubborn fat cells so your body can eliminate them naturally over just a few weeks, with all without surgery or downtime. Most patients of Hillcrest Dermatology see an undeniable reduction of fat after just one cool sculpting treatment. It's FDA cleared, safe, and totally cool. So what are you waiting for? Starting today, reclaim the real you with cool sculpting at Hillcrest Dermatology. Call 619-299-0700 to schedule your consultation and visit us online at drheimer.com. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. 